Hello and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, celebrating a vibrant global community of women over 50 through entertaining interviews that will inspire, educate, and empower. Your host, Joanne Nuaduck, was born to nurture and promote vibrance. Joanne is both the Community Director for Calgary, Canada, and oversees the global operations for Fabulous at 50. As an oncology nurse, integrative practitioner in multiple modalities, life skills mentor and manager, Joanne moves people from challenging situations to positive outcomes through the use of her innate gifts and learned skills. Here's your host, Joanne Nuaduck. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Fabulous at 50. I am so happy that you've joined us today because we have a great show. The woman that I have on today, I have just met in person just now because we have been communicating through email and I love the work and admire what she's doing. And I knew that it would be something that we would benefit from. So when she agreed to come on and be a guest, I was over the moon. Now, before I bring her on, I want to share that Lisa Copeland is a leading internationally recognized love coach and dating expert for women over 50. Through her program, Finding a Quality Man Over 50, Lisa inspires and teaches women how to feel confident, empowered, and able to enjoy dating. She has strategies for putting yourself out there in a way that feels true to yourself and is successful at the same time. You can get a copy of her book, The Five Little Known Secrets to Finding a Quality Man, on her website at www.findaqualityman.com. We'll put all of that information and how to reach Lisa in the show notes. And without further ado, let's get on with our conversation. Lisa, welcome. Hi, Joanne. Thanks for having me today. (laughs) Well, this is fantastic. Tell me where you're calling in from. Where do you live? I live in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Which is Excellent. just really right across Lake Erie. If they had built a bridge, I could be in Toronto in 45 minutes. You could be. <laughs> and that's in the Toronto area. That's where I grew up. And of course, now, as you know, I'm um, on the other side. I'm more due north of Montana in oh. Calgary, Alberta, butted right up against the mountains. I can... I can't see the mountains today, but I could certainly see them yesterday. They were just in their full glory. It was fantastic. So I'm so glad that you're joining us. And what a great way to kick off into the new year, into 2021, um, with this, oh, what shall I say, this optimism of stepping into things that are new, stepping into perhaps new relationships, which we all thrive on when we're in a healthy relationship. But before we get into the nitty gritty of the work you do, which I'm fascinated, um, I, I really would love to know more about you as the woman. And, and especially, of course, because we talk about being in our 50s and celebrating that as, as, as we, so we say mature in life in, I, I say I actually got more youthful and more fun and more free personally. So what about yourself? Did you notice there was a big shift in your life, uh, you know, as you entered your fifties and what was that? I would say the biggest shift was, um, I came out of a marriage at 45. I was 45. Almost identical to me. Mm -hmm. Yes. A 24 year marriage. And 
I, and this is part of why I do what I do. I didn't know what the heck I was doing with dating. And I took time to heal. I think it's so important to take time to heal because I remember going into a restaurant when I did start dating with a guy and in came a a guy from the Cleveland Indians, the baseball team. And I remember thinking, oh my God, my ex would have loved this. And that's a huge sign of you got to do a little bit more healing. Yeah. but I ended up in not so great relationships. And as I turned 50, I ended a two and a half year relationship I'd been in. Mm-hmm. And I took some time off and I thought, oh my God, I'm 50. Am I ever going to, you know, be in a relationship again? You know, because everyone thinks nobody wants women older who are older. And 50 is young, 60 is young. I mean, yeah. In seventies, young, everything is a lot younger, and yeah. uh, they thought, "Oh, you know." I thought, "God, am I ever going to be able to do this?" Because the relationship I was in was not really that great of a relationship, yeah. and it's daunting. It is daunting, and you know, you come out of a long marriage, and you don't—you haven't had someone probably say, "Oh, you're beautiful," or "You're this," or "You're that," or "This is wonderful about you." And here you are coming into dating in your fifties and you think, is anybody going to want me? Like I said, and you're looking at all your flaws. You just look in the mirror at every single flaw you ever had. And like, I have a vertical C-section scar, which is like having a tushy in the back and the tushy in the front. And and the big thing I would think was what guy's going to like this? You know, it's one thing, the father of my kids, it's another thing, someone else, but I got to tell you, men love you for exactly who you are. They either like you how you are, or they don't, they don't pick apart your parts and pieces. And that is something uh, a wise friend of mine said to me, he was a male and he said, stop worrying. And truthfully, no man yeah. ever said to me, you got to tush it back and a tush in front, that one man. And it's I think- true. It's, it's so much of those insecurities and, and men have insecurities as well. Like I had a, a friend, you know, a, a, a gentleman friend that um, was talking as well. And he goes, you know, you women worry about all that stuff way more. We don't even notice it. He goes, how many women understand that when we walk through a house, it's like we can walk past piles of things that you're, I won't say nagging, going, why didn't you see that? Pick that up. And he goes, no, I was focused on what I'm focused on. And he goes, please understand that when we are loving you or we are making love to you, we are not focused on the flaws. We are focused on that moment and the love we're sharing. He goes, hell, we're not perfect anymore. We're embarrassed about, you know, our bodies as well. So, so that was a big thing. I remember just to throw in there that when I, I, I like you, um, my marriage ended somewhere in my forties and I took four years of getting to know myself and feeling good with myself before I actually entered into the dating world and, and truly, um, you know, I'm in the wonderful relationship I am now, but I remember having a conversation with a girlfriend of mine and she was just going, "Ah, you know, I can't imagine going into the dating world again. She's married and stays married. And she goes, I have another girlfriend. She said, it was the hardest thing to get naked with a man (laughs) again. Like that was if after being in a marriage for 20 or 30 years, she goes being with somebody new after all those years, it can be very daunting. So the dating world is often a foreign world for women over 50. So thank you for doing what you do, but continue with your story as to kind of how did it evolve that you are now doing the work that you're doing? 
So when that two and a half year relationship ended, which I ended it, the man said to me, Lisa, you don't know how to let a man be a man. I thought he's crazy. I have male friends. You know, I've always loved men. Well, I then proceeded in my early fifties to get married again. Now, this is a caveat for everyone who goes out and dates and only looks for chemistry and instant attraction. You're on a different page at this time in your life. You're not going to have babies. And that's mm-hmm. what the chemistry is for. I'm not saying somebody, you know, shouldn't be appealing to you. They should, but chemistry can build over time. Mm-hmm. So my second marriage, we had intense, intense chemistry. And the problem is, is chemistry is nothing more than oxytocin, which is the yeah. bonding hormone getting released. Mm-hmm. And when that is released, what happens is as a woman, we start to bond to a man and we can stay bonded for like up to two or three weeks. And a man only stays bonded about 30 minutes. If that long. I mean, it's a whole different thing, but we were so, the chemistry was so intense that when he would leave my house, when we first started dating, I would cry because of that pull of that oxytocin. Mm. And it felt so good. Oxytocin feels good. It's why everybody looks for chemistry in the spark because it is the feel good hormone, but you end up trusting people when you have chemistry that may not be so trustable. Mm. So got into this relationship, thought I was in love when I was actually in major lust and bonding. When we bond, we bond from our heart. And that's why it was confusing. And um, so we were together about three years total. We were married two, almost to the day we were married, we separated. And that is because Mm. we didn't have a friendship. Everything was about sex. And when you bond that intensely, you can't see the negative things that are happening in a relationship. So I came out of that relationship and again, heard the words, you don't know how to let a man be a man. Mm. And I went back to my, fir- my first husband and said, is this true? And he said, did I emasculate you? Well, when we're in these long marriages, we create roles and we, and we're young when we start them. And he said, no, and I, you never did. It was not a thing, but I came out of that marriage, very powerful on many levels. And I did throw it in their faces, you know, in mm. hindsight, I did. But that's what started me on this journey. Men saying to me, you don't know how to let a man be a man. Mm. Then I started to understand men. I started to learn about dating. I couldn't, I went looking for a dating coach, helping women over 50 and couldn't find one. They were all young in their twenties and their thirties and some were men. I'm thinking, what do they know about dating in your fifties, coming there with a different body than you did in your twenties, different issues than your twenties. And when I couldn't find one, I called my sister crying and I said, I'm never going to be in a relationship again. I can't find someone to help me. And and she said, oh, Lisa, you're like one of the most resourceful people I know. Just start researching. And that's what I did. And that's how it eventually became (laughs) findequalityman.com. Right, right. And what I'm hearing is the premise is, because I know that women, as they get into their fifties, many of us. Um, most, like I've put this out on social media and the comments I get, we're, we're dropping the facade. So, you know, we're, we're stepping more into ourselves and that comes across quite powerful. Now there is a big difference. You, 
what is the magic and what I think I hear you saying that you're coaching people in is how to still hold, like really stepping into our power, but also still understanding that beautiful dance of the masculine and the feminine and, and how to navigate a new relationship where being power, stepping into our power doesn't mean having to overpower. Right. So that's interesting because I was overpowering these two men. I was really powerful. You know what? My first husband and I had grown, um, how we had grown. I was taking care of everything at home. You know, he, it was like such a traditional marriage where he really just brought home the money and I took care of everything else. And so I really learned a lot in those, you know, in those 24 years we were together. And the other thing is, is I grew up and many women here will say they did too with women's lib and women's lib was amazing at getting women the opportunity to do jobs. It also nearly killed them with, with having to do two jobs, you know, one at home and, you know, one in the work world. But along with that, we were just taught to step on men and to, to Mm -hmm. move ahead and not to understand how the male mind ticks and the male mind does not work the same way our mind works. And if my clients will say to me, they will, you know, I I teach a lot about how the male mind ticks and men are actually wonderful. They are, they are much simpler than we are. Like you mentioned earlier, they don't overanalyze every freaking single thing like we do. True. And they also very much come from the left brain, the logical brain. And You know, male energy is really wonderful to be around. That's why I encourage clients, if they're not romantic, then see if they'll be friends with you. Because when you're not dating, it's nice to have male friends. Oh, it's wonderful. I I have to say, I'll just throw in, after my divorce for a period of time, I had um, two very close male friends that were not romantic. They were more like a brother cousin energy, but they really, they helped me a lot. They helped me. They sort of held up the mirror to go, this is what we see. I don't know if you're seeing what we're seeing, but they really helped me to get back in touch, you know, and, and, you know, what I think I'm hearing you say too, and it's what we teach a lot. And uh, with women in the Fabulous at 50 programs and, and classes and talks, etc., is um, women being able, we're really all people being able to receive as well. Yes. It's not all about that push out there, give, 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 is that when we soften and, and not weak, right? Like feminine energy is not weak. It's no. very strong, but it's also a softer. And when we're open to receiving, then that whole flow of relationships is magical. And I know that's what allowed me the four years that I flew solo, learning myself and becoming happy with myself, then stepping into a new relationship. That's what we wanted. We, um, we didn't want to carry forth, shall we say, the baggage of our previous relationships. We wanted to step into something that we could now co-create in a beautiful way. Right, right. And it's what you said about learning to receive from men is the most important part because women as a whole are overgivers. We were taught to nurture. And it is really important to learn to receive. And it's important to learn the language men 
speak and hear. It is very different from what we hear. Yeah. And I have women in the beginning, when I first started to understand this, say to me, are you telling me to be a doormat? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. When you yeah. speak the language men speak and hear, and you can trigger the hero response in a man, you will, ha- they will do everything in their power to make you happy. In fact, yeah. I have men write to me and say, when I write about men and they'll say, oh my God, Lisa, I wish women would really listen to you because we can't get this point across. Yeah. And I've had clients say to me, I told my boyfriend, you know, what you shared about men and they go, yeah, she's right. She's right. Keep doing it. Keep doing it because Beautiful. men don't think like we think, and you can end up pushing them away or emasculating them without even realizing it. Because you just don't understand how to trigger that hero response to the man or the way his mind ticks. And then you end up being in competition with them instead of um, a true equal where you're coming from your heart. He's coming from his mind, even though both have both. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think of a relationship with when we talk about there's equality, but there is differences. It's a bit like just just go to your your math, right? Like you always had an equal sign, you know, algebra, you have very different equations on one side than the other, but they're equal. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's just a really important that everyone that comes to relationship, it's about coming together. I've always loved to think of relationships as, um, figure skating, not the figure oh. skating, the dance, but like a pairs, mm-hmm. because when I look at it, it is so beautiful. They're both powerful both incredibly strong, but there are times when the woman is shining and then they come back together. And there's times when he's, you know, showcasing her. And then there's times when he's showing off his stuff and they're coming back together. And that's personally what I think is a beautiful relationship where at any given time, one or the other, or both are, are, are being, shall we say highlighted or showcased? There is, you know, that, that thought about, Oh, be a doormat. That's never, you can't have that. You can't have that at all. Well, you have to understand like who wants to have a quality of taking out the garbage, your equality. Like I mentioned a minute ago, it actually comes from your heart. Women's strength is their heart. And that's what men are so attracted to. They love your brain, but the heart is what makes them feel safe. And And the men come from logic and intelligence, but they come from the left side of their brain and which we can too, but that's what makes us feel safe is their physical strength and how they view the world. So each of us is looking to the other to be that safe haven. It's not, we're not looking for the same thing. We need to, and I find, I'm sure that you see this within your coaching is too, is also just that sharing of appreciation instead of being frustrated about the differences, like, Mm -hmm. you know, or something if anything's being annoying to you is what I've done too, is switch it to, I so appreciate this or bringing in the humor or, you know, it's, it's a wonderful dance that we do within relationships when we get it right. And I know for myself is I don't, I think when I first ended um, my marriage or when my marriage ended, and I'm sure you have women coming to you is there's this feeling, will I ever, find someone again? Will I ever be in relationship again? 
And, and not to say that everyone has to, I know that when I talk to the women within our organization, we have a wide range. We have women that are married. We have women that are divorced. We have women that have never been married, have been widowed, like the whole gamut. That's not sort of marital status is not what brings us together, but it's that common shared, um, uh, lived experience of this, that, that things are changing in this time period for ourselves. Do you have um, any wisdom that you would like to share, maybe three pearls of wisdom that you would like to share with who's listening today um, to inspire them in this realm of dating after 50? Yes. First of all, you can find love after 50. You can find it in your 60s. You can find it in your 70s. I've helped all those ages of women to find you know, a wonderful partner. That's the first thing, knowing that you can. The second thing is truthfully, having a system in place makes a huge difference. Most women go online, they get very frustrated. It knocks out their confidence, that lack of understanding men. And they often don't have a real clear vision of the right man. They're looking for Mm -hmm. chemistry and attraction. Having a plan is something that really makes a huge difference. And then the third thing is, is so many women say to me, is a man only going to want a younger woman? Well, men do try out younger women. They do. Most of them do. But what they find is they have no history to share with them. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, Unless a man is extremely wealthy or powerful, most women don't want to date what feels like their grandfather to them. You know, it's, it's a big difference. So um, that's, and they come back to women closer to their age. So really there's a huge number of men to choose from, but a lot of times you can't see them because you're looking for that chemistry or that instant attraction. And it keeps you from meeting the right guy a lot of times. Interesting. Interesting. You caught me when you were saying the, uh, have a plan. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought of that, but there's so, I'm sure that you have whole either whole programs or talks and blogs about what does that mean? I know for myself, my plan was, um, what I learned to do was to drop the list. I want this, 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 you know, to drop that. And I focused on what I valued within the relationship and trusted I could have that show up. So I think, you know, so you help these women to come up with a plan or a focus on, on how they want to be dating. Cause I'm sure there's women out there going, how do I even start? Right. Yeah. How do I find someone? Yeah. And by the way, women, I have women finding um, love during COVID. You have to do it safely, unbelievably yes. safely. It's very possible to do. But the thing is, is, both men and women are more serious now. They're not back into the candy store atmosphere Mm -hmm. of online dating where if something wasn't okay next, because they're, they, it's been a lonely time, especially for men. They don't have the social connections women Mm -hmm. have. Like we have friends, men don't necessarily have friends. Not the same number. Yeah. Right. Or the, the emotional things to talk about. And yeah, it's a great time to find love safely. (laughs) Awesome. I know I have three friends that are like, Oh my gosh, I'm in an amazing relationship. And they met in the time of COVID they got, they met online initially They developed a relationship, met in person when it was safe again. And they were allowed to, you know, meet Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's been beautiful to watch those grow. 
So let's recap. Those three were belief that you can find love again, if that's what you're wanting. Yes. Have a plan or get support for that plan. If you have no idea where to start. Mm -hmm. And what was the third one again? The third one is, is knowing that men love women of all ages. That's right. That's right. Don't, don't be putting out that negative. Honestly, I'm very much as we know uh, into kind of the frequency we put out. If our mindset is that there's no good quality men out there, there's, you know, there's no, um, they all want younger women and I'm out of, that's what you're going to attract. right? Right. So, so that mindset shift, you know, I work on that with like belief reparenting, being able to shift that. And I imagine you do that type of work within your coaching. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So tell everybody just before I let you go, two things. One, this was far too short. I'd love to talk to you further. So I'm going to pre-invite you later on in the year. I'd love to have you on one of our live um, Fabulous at 50 membership meetings. And That's perhaps great. we can go into more detail about one of one of the topics that you teach on. That would be so sure. fun. Sure. Yeah, that would be great. Love to. Thank awesome. you. And if someone wants to get in touch with you, they can go to the show notes, but tell them again what your website is. Yes, it's findaqualityman.com. And that's where you'll find the five little known secrets for finding a quality man after 50. That was the free ebook that you mentioned. Oh, fantastic. There's also lots of things on there. There's a challenge on there. Um, There's blogs on there. And just, you know, take a look. It'll it'll motivate you, get your self-thinking, inspiring you to think, oh my God, yes, I can do this. And the stories will really inspire you. It's wonderful. And and they're just going to learn so much. And I I do hope, my prayer is that anyone that's listening, if you're looking to wanting to have a new relationship just know I went from a 18 year marriage um four years kind of flying I I say flying so solo because I wasn't in a relationship but I did have some dates where I never expected those to be the long-term relationships but they allowed me to feel that I was worthy of being cherished again right until and now we we're coming up on nine years in the spring and it's beautiful. So if that's a little bit of inspiration to people, I do. That's my wish is that if you're looking for a relationship, you do find it. Thank you so much for being on here today, Lisa. And I wish you a fabulous day. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Fabulous at 50 podcast with your host, Joanne Neweduck. Join us again for more inspirational interviews on topics that matter to you. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, check out the liner notes or to learn more about this vibrant community that celebrates women over 50, please visit fabulousat50.com. That's www.fabulousat50.com.